We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guy Cody here joining me from inside the Horseshoe Podcast himself. We got Matt. Matt, the season's over. Thank goodness. Oh, the Colts have a lot of needs going into this offseason. Yeah. And uh, we are going to talk about our top five here for the Colts going into the 2023 season. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll kind of go in, discuss. And again, I'm sure some people will go on this and say, oh, I'd rather have this position ahead of this position. But as we were talking, we kind of decided on these five positions. And honestly, right. there's probably a couple other positions the Colts could address as well, either mm-hmm. in free agency or in the draft. But we are just going to go with our top Five. So coming in at number five, we have to talk about the wide receiver position, right? And the reason I think it's only five is because look at what you've invested in the wide receiver position. You've invested multiple second round picks. I mean, your top three receivers are all former second round picks now. Um, You know, especially Alec Pierce is the most raw guy out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought he had a pretty solid rookie season. You have Michael Pittman, who definitely had a down year. And then you had Paris Campbell, who had his best year, played all 17 games. And uh, then you have guys like Ashton Doolin on the back end of the roster, Desmond Patman, Mike Strawn, a few guys like that. So I don't know what your thoughts are, Matt, on this, but I feel like the wide receiver position was really hard to gauge with the bad quarterback play and just the ineptitude of the offense really down the stretch. But I liked what I saw from some of these young guys. It wasn't perfect. There's definitely a lot of room for improvement. I thought they came out to just about an average wide receiver unit, all things considered. And that's with guys like Pittman really not playing after their potential and what we thought Mm -hmm. they could do. So for me, I feel like the Colts could afford to go out and get another wide receiver, maybe mid round of the draft or maybe add a free agent or maybe a little bit of both. Um, Just, add more depth and add more competition to their roster. What are your thoughts on the wide receiver position and the ways that you think maybe the Colts this offseason should address this position? Yeah, I, I like a lot of the guys in the receiver room. You know, I like Pittman still. Um, jury's out on whether he can be a number one receiver or not. It looked like he was going to be after a second year. And then after this year, you know, it's still up in the air, I think. But I like him. Pierce, obviously, I like um, don't know about Paris Campbell, whether he's coming back or not, but I like Paris as well. I think he can be a weapon if you use him right. And then, like you said, guys like Ashton Doolin as well. 
I would draft a guy in the second round, assuming we don't trade for the first pick. If we stay where we're at right now and we take a quarterback at four, I would take one with, uh, I believe it's 33rd or 34th pick in the draft. And I'm looking at guys like, you know, Josh Downs, if he ends up being available. Um, another guy, even though he's a little different than some of the guys I'm looking at, is like a Jackson Smith and Jigba. If he does end up falling into the second round, I don't think that's going to happen, but maybe, you know, he's available. Um, and even if they don't get a guy in the second round, maybe you can get a guy like uh, Jalen uh, Hyatt or uh, Zay Flowers. You know, two guys that could be really good weapons for whoever the quarterback's going to be. But I really like the group. I just think they're one more guy away from really taking mm-hmm. it to the next level and being a really nice receiving group for whatever quarterback we're going to have. Yeah, and there's there's definitely some guys that are going to become available in free agency as well. We'll dive into yeah. that a little bit more as the season progresses and as the offseason progresses and things like that. And we'll see which guys return to their respective teams and which, which guys don't. But there are a few names here that would definitely pique some interest as maybe a guy that could come in and provide some competition and maybe get some playing time uh, with this receiving room as well, especially like you mentioned, if the Colts don't have you know maybe a pick till round three or four uh, yeah. to pick a wide receiver, maybe the Colts elect to go sign a guy, go find a proven guy out there for mm-hmm. their new r- rookie quarterback if they do trade up to number one and take right. Stroud or Young or one of those guys. So, um, yeah, we'll see on that. But I think wide receiver certainly needs to be mentioned. Um, you know, even if you do re-sign Paris Campbell, I mean, he played 17 games, but Matt's the first time in his career he's even sniffed that. So right. I think it's wise to have some insurance there. It's wise to have some more depth there at that wide receiver position mm-hmm. because, you know, what you've seen for Paris Campbell for the majority of his career, he hasn't played all 17 games or 16 games in the season. And so I think that just bears monitoring and just that bears caution as well. Just I think it's just a wise decision in general. So wide receiver comes in at number five. I want to throw in number four. Uh, guard position, you know, I could easily just put this interior offensive lineman because we'll see what happens yeah. at center with Ryan Kelly if he does stay, you know, if he right. gets traded, if he gets cut, if he retires. I don't know. One of those three, one of those, you know, could happen. Um, but I do think interior offensive lineman of some sort uh, needs to be addressed maybe once or maybe even twice, honestly, because you, know, you think about Will Fries. I thought he played fine at right guard, but I think you would be good to to look for some more competition there for him and just adding more depth in general. I mean, that was really something that hindered the Colts last year on the interior. I mean, the offensive tackles for the Colts for the majority of the season were the strength uh, of this offensive line and the interior really struggled at times. So I think the Colts would be wise to go, you know, add some proven depth or add a guy in the draft or something like that. Just add some more competition at guard um, so that you don't end up with a Danny Pitcher situation where you have really no other option and you have to rely on Will Fries, who was you know really never in the mix until things got really bad with Danny Pinter. So, yeah, I think that's definitely a position. What are your thoughts on just the interior offensive line slash guard? I agree. I think you have to add depth to uh, that group right there. Um, you know, you got to get a guy that can compete, you know, with uh, Will Fries. I like Will Fries. I think he's a pretty solid right guard, but, you know, it's at that point to where if you're in the draft, second round, third round, and there's a guy that you think could be a starter at right guard, take him is what I would do. Um, I would look at the guard from Florida, Osiris, I believe is his name. 
Um, I would look at him as somebody to take if he's available in the second round. He might go in the first round. Um, and it also depends what you do with the receiver there. But yeah, you know, add depth at the very least. Um, I like Danny Penter. So if you get rid of Ryan Kelly, I would be okay with him starting at center because when he plays center, he tends to do pretty well. But I would still add another center. Even if you do move on from Ryan Kelly, you're going to have to anyway, obviously. But um, yeah, the key is add depth, create some competition, and hopefully you get a really good group next year. Um, and hopefully Jeff Saturday is our offensive line coach. You know, if he's going to be a coach, let's make sure we add offensive line instead of head before coach. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So we'll move into now our top three. I'm going to go edge here at number three. Yeah. Um, you obviously have two guys, young guys, going into their third seasons. Quiddy Pay, Dio Adangbo, both have shown flashes. But both at this point, you know, you kind of throw your hands up and you're like, are these guys going to be the future? Uh, right. there, there's a lot of potential, but we've heard potential for how many years with the edge position with the Colts. So can the Colts finally get that right with these two guys? But beyond that, I mean, you, you look at the guys that the Colts could potentially bring back. I mean, Yannick Ngakwe, nearly 10 sacks with the Colts, but it seemed like those were very situational. They never came at like a huge time on defense. and They never were like super impactful. Um, so how much does first off Yannick want? And then second off, how much are you willing to pay him? And third off, what does his role look like? You know, like, is he just content with just being an edge rusher because he's really not that great against the pass? In fact, I think he was the worst edge defender or one of the worst at stopping the run. So you bring him in, I think he could do well as a situational pass rusher, but that's about all I'm comfortable with bringing in Yanni Kingakwe mm -hmm. back. And then you have Taekwon Lewis, but he's had two major injuries back to back years. So do you feel yeah. comfortable bringing him back again? Um, but beyond that, the cupboard's pretty bare at defensive end right now. So do the Colts potentially look to add a couple more guys here? You know, maybe some edge guys, maybe some vet edge guys, maybe some guys in the draft. I'm going to think it's probably going to be more of a free agency approach, in my opinion. But I think you just need to get mm -hmm. some solid pieces behind, you know, your two guys in Dio and Quiddy. Because Quiddy got injured, and then you really didn't have a whole lot of answers, right? And so as good as your defensive line played, I do think edge is still a position you need to address in some shape and form. What are your thoughts on this position? Um, I agree with you. Um, depth is going to be key when it comes to the edge rushers, even if you bring back Yannick Nagagwe, which I would personally, if he's willing to come back. Um, he had nine and a half sacks this year. you know. So for starting off not great in the first couple weeks, he did – end up having a pretty good year. So I would bring him back if he's willing to come back. But even then, still got to add depth. I think Quiddy is definitely somebody that could be your starter when it comes to edge, or at least one of the starters. Because when he played and when he was healthy, I thought he did quite well. And I think he's only, only going to get better. Same with Dio. I think he's going to improve as he continues to develop. But I haven't really looked at the guys that are going to be available in free agency. But, you know... That's something you're going to have to do. Bring in a couple guys and, uh, you know, hopefully that improves our pass rush. Yeah, we'll see, uh, you know, what that brings. There are, you know, a few names that you're like, okay, that would not be a bad bring in guy to kind of add some depth pieces to or maybe even, you know, challenge for a starting spot um, as right. well. I don't think only competition hurts anybody. So, 
Yeah, uh, that's definitely a position because it's so important because of the the value and because it's a premium position. Yeah. I think you have to talk about it. Even though you do have two young guys you're excited about, you still need to figure it out and need to figure it out fast. So, yes. all right, uh, let's move to the top two here. Um, I think just strictly because there's a lot of uncertainty outside of really the top two guys, corner comes at number two. I mean, we already know Stephon Gilmore. Um, is going to stay here. He's going to be here for the Colts at least one more season. We know Isaiah Rogers is going to be here for the Colts for another season. Beyond that, Matt, you don't know. You don't really know. I don't think Brandon Faison is going to come back. Uh, don't know if Kenny Moore is going to come back either. So now right. you're down. You know, two of your top four corners this last year. Uh, you know, and really the only other guy on the roster that you feel really decent about is Dallas Flowers. But, you yeah. know, he still struggled. He still was a rookie. He still hasn't played a whole lot of NFL corner. So I think corner is definitely a need that you're going to have to address. And even though you have your two out, you know, outside corner guys, Gilmore's only on a one-year deal. He only has one more year left on his contract. So you got to potentially, you know, look to find his replacement as well. What are your yeah. thoughts on the corner position? Yeah, you got to address this for sure. I, I do think there's a chance that uh, Faison does come back because he's a Gus Bradley guy. So assuming Gus Bradley is here as our defensive coordinator next year and for however long after, I do think uh, Faison is somebody that will probably end up coming back. Um, I do think Kenny Moore is gone. I think he's going to be traded, if I'm going to be honest, or he'll get cut one of the two. I, I would be shocked. If he played for us week one, I just, I don't really see him coming back. He clearly wants a big payday. I don't think Chris Ballard is willing to give him that payday. So I think Kenny Moore is gone and I, I like Kenny, but I just, I, I would be shocked if he's back. And then Gilmore, the only way I think he's back after this season or this upcoming season, I should say, is if this team just looks completely different and they look like a contender. That's the only way I see Stefan Gilmore coming back. So odds are you're losing at least two guys at corner. You're going to have to really address it. I would draft somebody, you know, in like day three and then develop them. And then hopefully they develop properly and they can become a starter and take over for Gilmore whenever Gilmore leaves. But yeah, they're going to have to add some guys for sure. I think um, it's going to be very, very important for them to do so. Um, who are they going to add? I don't know. There's some guys I think that are going to be available uh, day three. They're going to be pretty solid, but yeah, corner is uh, something very important for this team. Yeah, we'll see what they do at corner for sure. Uh, yeah, I guess the good thing about Ballard and company is where they've really found gold is those mid to late round corners. They've done a really yes. good job of finding some really good secondary players, you know, that aren't you know, first round picks or even, you know, second round picks. So, right. yeah, I'm definitely excited uh, about, you know, potentially drafting a, a mid to late round corner because it seems like Ballard can find those guys pretty good and knows what to look for in NFL corners. So we'll see. Hopefully that's the way they go. And maybe they added a vet as well. I, I don't think they bring back face on with mm -hmm. how bad he was. I just can't bring him back in my, you know, even though he does know Gus Bradley, mm -hmm. It's like I'd rather just throw a rookie out there and see what I mean, he has. We already know what Faison could do, right? And it's well, not a whole lot of good. So I'd I rather felt like do that. he improved. You know, I thought he improved yeah. a little bit. You know, as the year went on, I think he's somebody. 
I'm not saying start him, I think, but somebody coming off the bench, you know, just like a depth piece, I think he'd be pretty solid for that. You know, I don't think he should start, you know, no way. But I thought it was a crime that uh, Rodgers didn't start over him. And I was at the point where I thought we should uh, prosecute us, Bradley, you know, take him to the Indianapolis police station and question him about why he's not starting uh, Isaiah Rodgers. But no, in all seriousness, no, I think as a depth piece, somebody that can come in, you know, come off the bench, I think face on would be okay. He'd be better than a lot of other options at that, you know, type of uh, role. I don't know. He was really bad. <laughs> I, I would do it personally, I, but I was thrashing own. on him. But I, I do think he improved to the point where, again, just a guy that can come off the bench. He doesn't need a lot of playing time, but somebody that can come off the bench, I guess. Well, you can take him. I don't want him, uh, but we can move on to number one. Pretty obvious. It's one we're going to be talking about all offseason. The quarterback position, yes. got to address it with that first-round pick. No question about it, whether you stay at four, whether you move up maybe to three. you know, yeah. Maybe you move up to one with Chicago. I mean, there's a lot of options the Colts could have here. It all obviously hinges as well on the C.J. Stroud decision. Will he come back to Ohio State? Will he declare for the draft? Hopefully he does for the Colts' sake because that makes things a lot easier for them uh, to really have their pick at quarterback. And so, yeah, we'll see exactly what happens there. But like, I mean, Matt, what can you say? We've said it already. You know, it all revolves around the quarterback. If you don't have a good mm-hmm. quarterback in this league, you're going to be exactly where the Colts are and have been, where you're, you know, sitting there just outside of playoff contention, or you're just flat out terrible and you're having the opportunity to get a guy like the Colts are this year. So yeah, quarterback undoubtedly, uh, the biggest position of need, and I don't think there's any question of how you address it either. You, you draft a guy. Yep, absolutely. You have to draft a guy. No more, let's go take somebody's uh, scraps. Let's go get our own guy. Let's develop him, and let, let's see what happens. You know, you got to take that chance. If it doesn't work out, you know what? It's okay. Draft a guy in the following draft. But um, I'll, I'll say this right now. If CJ, uh, yeah, CJ Stroud for whatever reason, says, you know what, I'm coming back to Ohio State, I'm going to risk getting hurt and letting my draft stock plummet, then I guarantee you the Colts will not trade for number one. If C.J. Stroud is not going to be in the draft. I think if he is, the Colts will try to go and get that first pick. Because I don't think I don't think Ballard believes that Will Levis will be at number one. I don't even know if he's as big on Will Levis. He might look at him and Anthony Richardson and he's kind of a potential guy, right? He might look at Richardson and say, Hey, I don't think they're that far off and they're not, they're very close. I'll just stay at four and I'll take whoever's available or I'll trade back and I'll get Richardson. I'll trade back with like Carolina or, you know, name a team that needs a quarterback that's in the top 10. Um, But yeah, it's CJ Stroud if he's available. If not, you got to go Richardson. I think personally, I just don't think Will Levis is worth it. Bryce Young, I would love to have him, but there's no way Chris Ballard is taking a guy that's 5'6 and can be knocked over by wind. There's just no way that's going to happen at all. Um, But yeah, I, I think it's very important. And we've seen you can easily, with a top five, top seven quarterback, make this team a contender. Easily can. I mean, we've seen many quarterbacks that have done that. I mean, look at Jalen Hurts. You know, when he's playing, you know, the Eagles are a one-loss team, one of the best teams, It's not, if not the best team in the league. Then he's gone, and the team 
loses what like two games straight. So yeah, I I think uh, quarterback's important. You got to knock it out. Yep, absolutely. Well, guys, that'll do it for our list here of the top five needs for the Colts going into the 2023 offseason. We said wide receiver at five, guard slash interior offensive line at four, edge at three, two is corner, and number one is the quarterback position. Let us know your thoughts. Do you agree with our list? Do you agree with maybe the the way that we put our list together? Do you think there's another position that's maybe more of a pressing need or less of a pressing need? Let us know these things in the comments below. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all the support. And as always, guys, go Colts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.